Welcome to Simply Happy, a show where you'll be learning how to shift into a more positive perspective in easy-to-manage steps. Who am I? My name's Olivia. I'm a mother, a wife, the driven woman behind SimplyAlley.com, and someone who ditched bipolar, anxiety, and depression through mastering my mindset and emotions. So let's chat about some tips that have helped transform my life and many others, because life doesn't need to look perfect to be happy. Hey there, what's up? It's your girl Olivia coming at you with the steps you need to take to uplevel your mental health game. Because why would we not want to do that? It's the best thing you can do for yourself. <laughs> anyway, in this week's episode, I want to talk about why it seems so hard to feel hopeful. Yeah, because we need some more hope being spread around straight up. Okay, but before we do that, I am going to hop into review of the week, which is a five-star review titled Life Changing by Fifi. Ooh, but it's like three E's, so like Fifi, because I'm that person. And it says, I'm 27 years old and have tried an extreme amount of medications for my bipolar, anxiety, anger, I'm out of breath, and depression for three to four years. Therapy was okay, but never went anywhere. But this... This podcast has helped me change so much in just the past few weeks. You're hilarious, so relatable, and honest. I'm addicted. I gave up medication eight months ago on my own and have wondered, should I go back on for them? Oh, wait, so, sorry. Should I go back on them for the sake of my sanity and my daughter? Nothing has helped me like Simply Happy has. I may have to re-listen to almost every podcast, maybe three times, but it's so inspiring and helpful. Thank you for trying to help people like me. You're amazing, Felicia. Oh, thank you, Felicia. (laughs) I can't. I can't even tell you, like, it moves me to pieces when I get to hear, um, when I get to hear in these reviews about your story, your experiences, like, what you're going through. It is, oh, Oh my gosh, it's just, it's incredible to get a little peek inside your life and to know how much the podcast is helping. So if you haven't already, please take the time, leave a review. Um, When you do, the podcast comes up higher in the iTunes search and more people can find it and have their life changed by getting a different perspective, getting a different approach, and having somebody spread a little hope that you can beat the bad. So, speaking of hope... (laughs) Let's talk more about why it seems so hard to feel hopeful, okay? This one, oh man, it hits me, it hits me in the heart. It really does because I'm going to let you in on a little secret. On my high school class ring, okay, you know, the, the good old solid class ring, still have it. It, I opted out of having the year on it, the year I graduated, and opted to have the word hope on it instead. And it's so full circle and it's so mind-blowing now because at that time I craved hope. I was clinging to it so hard and I just, I, I, like, I just needed hope to get through what I was getting through. I mean, I finished high school. I was horribly swamped in, in bipolar anxiety and depression, you know, trying to end my own life, trying to solve all those problems with medication and therapy and it wasn't working for me and then trying to solve them on my own through, you know, eating absurd amounts of sugar, drinking loads of alcohol and just 
not knowing how to how to take care of myself, how to take control of my emotions, how to take back my life. I didn't even know that beating the bad was an option. I mean, I didn't I didn't even think that was possible. Nobody had ever told me it was. So I was clinging to hope so bad, but it only gets you so far to to cling to it blindly. But it's just, it's incredible to know that I, I, I came and I want this to give you hope that I went from clinging to it, right? And putting it on my class ring because I was struggling so hard to my job now is to spread it. My job now is to give it to more people. My job now is to help, help people beat the thing that like tore me down so for so many years. So let that give you some hope right? Just just let that give you some hope. But let's break it down and really talk about why it seems so hard to feel hopeful. Because I've, I've thought about this. And, you know, it kind of comes down to, oh, gosh, I just I see it pop up so much. And once we can get through this, it's like, okay, let's get to the other side. So first things first, it can feel so hard to to feel hopeful because, I think a lot of us deal with this fear of failure, this idea of, you know, what if I fail? What what if I try and it doesn't even work? What if I put in all this effort and it and nothing comes from it? What if I try for years and years and years and, and nothing happens, right? What if I do the thing that everybody says will work and it doesn't work for me? So, we'd almost rather not cling to hope because... It hurts. It hurts because we've given more power to the fear of not being able for it to not work. To f- the fear of us failing, not having the, the, the trust or the belief in ourself, right, that we can do it. That we can believe in ourselves enough to change our life. So that's one of the, the main things that makes it so hard to... to feel hopeful because especially when you're dealing with the bad, you're in such a dark place. You know, it's so pessimistic. It's so, it's so heavy that, you know, you're, you're more comfortable and and you're probably more familiar with seeing all, all the, you know, the cases of failure. Well, here's where I failed here and here's where I failed here and here's where I suck here and here's where I'm not good enough here and, and all that stuff. I mean, I was the bomb at that. Like I could have, I could have won a medal for, <laughs> for how stupid I thought I was and how, um, I could never amount to anything and how I failed at literally everything I tried. I was like, I, oh man, if I, if they gave out medals for that, I would have been like, yes, I'm the champion. But then I probably would have been like, I'm gonna fail. I'm gonna fail at that too. I'm gonna fail at being the champion, <laughs> which kind of leads me to my next point, right? So maybe fear of failure isn't your jam. Maybe you're like, no. No, I'm not quite there, Olivia. Okay. But what I have learned and truly what's kind of incredible is I've really learned this through having a business, having run multiple businesses, right? Is this fear of experiencing success, right? Where you're like, oh, I got a taste of it. Oh my gosh, I'm doing it. It feels great. And then not being able to keep it. So again, it kind of comes to this fear of failure, but this fear of success and then not being able to hold on to that success. There is a point with almost every one of my students 
right, and beat the bad, where they're like, yeah, I'm feeling really good. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm feeling really good. I'm seeing the results. I'm seeing the changes, but I'm, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> I know that because it's, it's been good, something bad is bound to happen. And hello, if you've been dealing with anxiety, then you feel this probably more frequently than anyone. Um, if you're fear and failure, then you're probably just dealing with depression. If you're with bipolar, then you're all over the place. You're like, I got all of it. <sighs> Regardless. Okay. You have this, this, this fear. It, it all boils down to fear, right? So why does it seem hard to feel hopeful? Because you're giving more attention to fear than you are to hope or to gratitude or positivity or lessons or any number of things, right? You're giving all of your attention to fear. And you're looking at all of the proof that proves that fear true. That's why it's hard to feel hopeful. Because that's where you're keeping your focus. Now, I'm not saying that hopeful means that you're going to be like, it's all going to work out for the best. And then it will all work out for the best. Okay. Here's where a lot of people get mixed up. Not mixed up. Well, I don't know. However you want to phrase this. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> so when something doesn't go the way we thought or the way we planned, we might deem it a failure, right? We might deem it a loss or we might deem it not successful, okay? So this is where you flip the script and you continue to give yourself hope, okay? You look at things, everything, you hear me talk about this all the time, but it's worth repeating. You look at things as lessons, as an opportunity to learn something. It's not a failure. It's teaching you something. Here's the truth, right? Maybe you're hopeful that like, oh, meditation is going to help me stay grounded and really hone in on controlling my emotions. And maybe you try it for like a month or something, right? And you, you're, you know, you're still like, oh, I'm hopeful, but it's like not giving you the result you wanted. So rather than going like, well, that was a failure. That was a month wasted. That didn't work, right? And, and deeming yourself a failure or that thing a failure, right? You can go, okay, you know what? Maybe meditation as a whole didn't work for me. That's okay. It taught me that I'm going to have to, you know, I'll seek out something different. Or maybe the breathing portion of meditation worked for you. But, you know, doing like a 30-minute meditation wasn't your jam, okay? This is literally my experience with this. I'm using myself as an example. Shh. <laughs> okay. So I love six to 10 minute meditations. Everything that was trying to teach me meditation was like, yes, let's sit down for like 20 to 30 minutes. And I'm like, I have two children. That's not my jam right now. But I still got benefit from tweaking it and making it my own because I learned the structure of meditation and then modified it to suit me. Rather than deeming it a failure, because I can't sit down and meditate for 30 minutes without a child coming at me, right? I took lessons from it. I took value from it. And I ended up making it work for me. So that, you know, that still gave me hope. I'm like, okay, this is, this is still a tool I can use. I can make this work for me. All right. Or like I said, you can feel hopeful that like, hey, you know what? This kind of eliminated this, this way of going. 
So now I know to maybe focus on something different, maybe something that's more like action-based, right? So what I'm trying to get, the point I'm trying to get across here is, is to not just cling blindly to hope that things will get better, okay? So don't just think that, mm, I'm, I don't want to offend anyone here, but when I see people cling to like a higher power or something and go, well, that will change it for me. I trust in that and it will change it for me. That to me is like clinging blindly to hope. It may work out for you. It might. But I, I truly believe it's more effective instead of just clinging blindly to hope that you actually take actions and find proof to fuel that hope, right? So let's just start with the, like the hope of like beating the bad. I'm going to go big on this one. The hope that you can beat the bad, okay? So what that means is instead of just clinging to that hope and waiting for it to happen, that you're taking actions towards beating the bad, right? And you're finding proof that you are, step by step, beating the bad, right? That you are starting to reach that that goal, that that hope that you're reaching for, right? So you're finding proof to fuel that hope. Okay, this is why I gave you that example at the beginning of the class ring and that I was clinging to hope for so long. I struggled for so long because that's all I did. That's all I did was cling to hope. The minute I stopped clinging to hope blindly and started taking action towards that hope, that's when my life started to change. So, it seems hard to feel hopeful because most people think you just cling to it and then you just wait, right? And then you sit in this place of fear and you give all that your attention. So when you're taking the different route of, of taking actions and finding proof, okay, you are redirecting your focus away from fear. I'm not telling you to ignore things that aren't going the way you planned, but... You are finding gratitude in them. You're finding the light in them. You're finding lessons in them and using them as value and as momentum to move forward. So that hope is still bright because you're focusing on the positives, right? You can apply this to like any part of your life. We can get so caught up in fear of failure and fear of success and not, and not keeping it in fear, um, you know, and focusing on doubt and, you know, what we're not capable of and how all of this stuff in our past proves that that's true. Okay, but what are you doing in your present to prove that the thing that you are, you know, you're, you're maintaining hope in or you're having hope in, what are you doing in the present to prove that that's true, right? Something that you can look back on even and go, yep, that proved, that, that proved it in a positive way. Rather than looking back at all the negatives that proved a fear true or, you know, or, you know, how, how beneficial it is to not have hope, right? I could go back and dig up so many of those things. This is where I failed here. This is where I failed here. This is where I failed here. So I shouldn't have hope in moving forward. But because I chose to, to direct my focus to something else, that is what fuels hope. Focusing 
on that positivity fuels hope. Taking action towards the thing you're trying to reach fuels hope. You're not just passively waiting. You're actively creating. And what you focus on, you get more of, right? So, stop. Stop feeling like it's so hard to feel hopeful. Because it's not. It's not. It might feel a little scary at first, but if you can recognize, like, hey, you know what? Yeah, this feels a little scary. <laughs> like, it feels a little scary to feel hopeful, but I'm still going to push towards it anyway. I'm still going to try to reach it anyway. And I'm not going to let anything stop me. Okay, that's empowering. And that's motivating. And that's inspiring. And that pushes you forward. It moves you forward. I sounded like I was about to move. That moves you forward. So, so don't let hope intimidate you. Okay? Don't, don't let it, don't let it stop you in your tracks and move you backwards. Okay? Because I've seen people progress and they see the success they're having and then they wait for the other shoe to drop. And they look for where it's going to drop and when it's going to drop and, and how they're going to make it drop. Like it's going to be their fault. And then, you know, and then they're just, and then, and then that's not a fun life to live. That sucks. That's not exciting. Then you're just creating stress. Then you're just making assumptions. Then you're overwhelming yourself and you're putting yourself in a constant state of fear rather than going, you know what? If some shoe drops, I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to handle it. I'm going to be able to navigate it and I'll be fine. Okay? That's having hope. That's having belief in in you and what you're capable of. And that's really powerful. So try not to give all your focus and attention to all the things that have robbed you of hope or have taken it away or are reasons that you shouldn't have it. And start focusing on what you're doing now, what you're taking action on to change it, right? And then finding the proof and seeing it as proof and celebrating that proof that's, that, that's going to fuel that hope. That's going to make you feel even more hopeful because you're like, yes, I'm doing it. Yes, here's the result. Here's the proof. It's in the pudding. What? <laughs> Sorry. But you get my point, Okay. Don't let fear keep you from being hopeful. And I had to talk about this because it is so important for me to spread hope to you. Because I feel like when it comes to bipolar anxiety and depression, any mental illness, honestly, so like I have had the experience and I have heard so many people have the experience where like they go to a doctor, they go to see somebody about it who's supposed to know more about it than them, right? And they're just not given hope. They're, they're not, and, and I don't, and I, I don't even, I don't know if this is true, but like, I feel like there, there is a, maybe a thing where it's like, you're not supposed to give someone hope because you don't know what, what's going to happen with them. Okay. I'm here to be the one that's going to stand up and give you hope. I'm not afraid to give it to you because if you're willing to work for it, then it's, then you're going to reach it. You're going to reach it. It's, it's that simple. If you're going to wait for it and, and cling blindly to it and wait for, you know, 
beating the bad to happen to you. It's not going to. But if you're willing to work for it, if you're willing to grow and to change and to believe in yourself and to have hope, you're going to beat it. You will. It's inevitable. Like, it's yours. It's yours to have. So I want to be that one person to stand here and just (coughs) cough to the side and then give you hope. (laughs) All right. Don't fear being hopeful. Just don't. That's it for this one. Because otherwise, I'm just going to keep saying that over and over and over. Okay, thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. Please share this with somebody if you feel like they might need some hope. And yeah, you keep saying Simply Awesome. I'll keep saying Simply Ollie. And I'll chat with you on the next pod. Bye.